Welcome. 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 Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hey, welcome to Baseball Mainly, the COVID-19 edition. You look like a bandit. You like my? You like this? Donna made this. I do. Me. I wish she could make me one. I've got. It's got baseball stuff on it. It's you cute. Know, I had to at least try it. it looks okay. good, man. I gotta get it off though. I can't breathe. I just found out how to not get your glasses fogged up by wearing those. Oh yeah. I just read an article on it. Keep it tight here so the. No, you're down. supposed to wash your glasses first with soap and water, mm-hmm. then get the water off them, and then wipe them with like a tissue. Put them on, and then put your mask on, and it will not fog your glasses up. Okay. Well, you're not wearing glasses, but in case you wear your sunglasses. Well, I've got no. I've got some reading glasses All here. Right. You well, know, now I you know. A, I had a cataract removed, and uh, when I did, I just have distance. Good. Now, so I need those uh, close-up glasses. I had LASIK twenty years ago. It's been doing great. Yeah, I had LASIK too, but when I got this cataract, I noticed actually. I, what I noticed was when I play ball at night. Uh, the lights really bothered me. So I went to see a doctor, and he said, yeah, you have cataracts in both eyes, but just the one needed to be taken care of. I so think far. I'm growing a couple of those on my own here. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it just happens. Hey, we're brought to you today by Century Mortgage Lending. We're thankful for their continued support of the show. Uh, Century Mortgage Lending is at 248-258-4977. Elizabeth and Paul over there will take good care of you if you need to refinance. Boy, rates are low. And who knows where this is going. We're not going to go to negative rates. I don't don't think they're going to pay you to take a loan. But I would bet uh, you can get a very low rate these days. Uh, 248-258-4977. You might want to be thinking about buying a house when the COVID-19 thing is over. They're starting to sell cars now, like online and stuff. So the banks are operating. Yeah, it's it's all the banks. You know, the banks can't be shut down. You know what I mean. Uh, And uh, you know, uh, boy, if you got pre-approved and as soon as you could go out and look at houses, I think you'd be in pretty good shape to get a good deal and to get a great rate. So probably get a good deal now. the deal is you just can't go in the guy's house to look at it. You just got to take his word for it, yeah, right, I wonder, with the I wonder, COVID. <laughs> I wonder how you close the loan. Do you do it by, by mail? I, I, just, I don't anyway. know. I'm sure yeah. you can do stuff on the computer. Anyway, Century Mortgage Lending's NMLS number, 134525. Their phone number, 248-258-4977, centuryml.com on the web. Well, uh, speaking of statistics, you know, I, I was looking at these coronavirus statistics. It says there are 32,000 cases confirmed. Where? Michigan. Okay. And remember, we were one of the last states to, to get one. Seven, almost 780,000 confirmed nationally. 37,500 deaths nationally. And 2,468 deaths here in Michigan. And it's just 3,237 recovered. I would bet there are more recovered. And I bet you there are more more that we don't even know that are out there that got sick. Well, yeah. Um, we don't know. Yeah. Those, those numbers, are, that's, a, that's a crap shot. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the problem is, you know, it's a, it's a disease for which we really don't have any accepted great treatments. And... Uh, those are those are stats that uh, give us some pause and make us want to do our social distancing. Of course, got to do it. And I hope do. anybody that's watching or listening is uh, is uh, taking good care of yourself. 
My daughter Maddie's 13 today. And oh, we we had man. some people uh, do a drive-by already today, a little parade oh, how cool outside is the that? house this morning. And uh, we're expecting some more people as the day progresses. So now you have a, a new teenager. I do. She's my last. Boy, you're not going to have any hair pretty soon, yeah. man. That's 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 a that's a, a, a foregone conclusion. I know <laughs> that makes three of them, bro. Oh man, it's tough. You're my hero. Thanks. That's great. I just wanted one boy. That's all. Just one damn boy. It's all yeah. I ever wanted. One brother, and one son. Yeah. I got four sisters and three daughters. <laughs> well. I, I can't do anything about that for you, man. I know that. Anyway, man. this is Tom Mazaway over here. I didn't mention that uh, Tom was on here today. Uh, Corey's still out of town and uh, taking care of his mom after uh, after the tragedy in his family and uh, practicing long-distance social distancing. We'll get him on here on the phone one of these days. Hey, uh, speaking of statistics, Maz, you know, we talked last time we were together about Pete Rose. Yeah. It was we, his birthday last and, week. And we talked about whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I've always been totally against Pete being in the Hall. But I started looking at these statistics of who is in the Hall yeah. and comparing them to him. There's really no comparison. You could start with any of them. Well, when it comes to hits, the closest guy is Cobb with 4189. And he's already in. Yeah, Cobb. Well, we're talking about the guys sure. who are in. Cobb, forty-one eighty-nine. Next is Aaron, thirty-seven seventy-one. You know, in the top five, who do you think was who? You think's number five? One of the more recent guys to get in. One of your New York guys. Oh, Jeets. Yeah, Jeter, thirty-four hundred and sixty-five. That's that's you know that that's a ton of hits. Get three thousand hits, you're in, right? By the way, did you hear that he gave up his salary for this year? Five million bucks. That's that's nice. I bet he's hey, got a few bucks in the bank. Still, he's giving up five million. You know, one of the things about baseball players, hockey players, especially those two sports. Nothing against the other sports. I'm sure there's some very charitable people there, but those two those two those two sports seem to be have a lot more what I call real people. You know, guys that, that get it. They tend to come from uh, from a, a, a place where they understand giving back. Not that not that the other major sports don't. But There's they, always great, great people yeah. in every sport. But something about baseball and hockey. Seem, there just seems to be that. In Hockey, you get a bunch of guys like like Darren McCarty, just a bunch of good old country boys yeah. that uh, good I love, kids. I love D Mac. Next time I see him, you know, he wears twenty five. I mm-hmm. wear twenty five. Yeah. I'm going to remind him that that was also Al Kaline's first number with the Tigers. How about that. So that's something to be proud of. Okay, so uh, I, I just kind of went through this. Who do you think has the most most walks in the Hall of Fame? The most walks. This will tell you why the guy's in the Hall of Fame. Go ahead. Ricky Henderson. Wow. Ricky Henderson had almost 2,200 walks in his career. That's like a double. That's a triple. Yeah. I, I remember watching Henderson get on first base, however he got on. Let's say he got a walk. What kind of crazy pitcher is going to walk Henderson, right? Throw him something. Give him a chance. <laughs> but to he could hit a home out. run, too. I mean, he was a terrific player. Very underrated. One of the best players of his era, without yeah. a doubt. And Henderson, he'd steal second and third. Easily. 
Now, it was it was Did he ever get steal home? I'll bet he did, but I don't remember watching him. There haven't been home. many. Let's face it, there have not been many. But we we'd see Henderson here in Detroit, and I just remember him stealing second and third. Uh, you know, uh, Rose only only had fifteen hundred and sixty six walks, based on balls. That's because he was hitting everything. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Here here's here's the the stat for uh, for him that stands out to me. And what I think is wrong with baseball today. He had, uh, Rose had 15,890 uh, 15, plate appearances. And he struck out 1,143 times. That is 7.19%. Phenomenal. Let's take guys in the Hall of Fame based on strikeouts. Number one, Reggie Jackson. He was hit or miss. Struck out almost yep. 23% of his plate appearances. And nobody struck out as, as good looking as he did. He looked good doing it. He sure, sure did. He did. <laughs> Reggie looked good. Jim Tomey struck out. I'm sorry, Reggie was 22.7 times. Okay. Tomey was almost 25%. Wow. But not against the, not against the Tigers. No, against the Tigers. Yeah. He hit home run after yeah. home run. He killed them. He owned him. And by the way, Jim Tomey, if you watch him on the MLB network, he does a great job. He does. Just just a down-to-earth, talk to cool you. Cool dude. Talk about hitting, and just tell he loves the game. Uh, and, and you got to see him in the National League Heck parks. Yeah. You know, he played for Philly. Um, Stargell. Loved him. Great player. Struck out 21.5% of the time almost. That team, man, that was my first team that I fell in love with, the 71 uh, Pirates. Schmidt, Mike Schmidt. This, that's Phillies. One. one of the greatest players ever to play third base, now you're in a, my opinion. you're a Facebook guy. Did you get the – they were putting out your – put out your five favorite oh, – yeah. ba- did you pick? No, nobody's nominated me. I'll nominate you. Okay. Schmidt was in my five. So far, it was Jeter and Schmidt of the two guys you've been – of the guys you've been talking about so far. And Clemente was in there as well. Okay, so... Uh, oh, I love Michael Jack Schmidt. So Schmidt only struck out a little under 19% of the time. That's kind of typical in the big leagues these days, right? Rose struck out 7.19% of the time. The guy who I think Rose was most, or who is most like Rose, who will be in the Hall of Fame when he's eligible is a Japanese player by the name of Ichiro Suzuki. Suzuki struck out 10% of his plate appearances. To me, that's, that's what's right with those guys and what's wrong with baseball. When you strike out, you give your team no chance. Zero. Unless you've got a terrible catcher or a terrible pitcher who... Right. And you're swinging a ball way out of the strike zone, it's by the catcher, and you end up on first base by accident. That doesn't happen often in the big leagues. But wouldn't you take all those players on your team that struck out 23, 24, 25%? I wouldn't want a team of those guys. Well, not a whole team. You can't. You can't. But wouldn't you want that kind of guy on your team still? Those two guys, Rose and Ichiro, I'd want them batting first and second for me because those guys are going to be on base. Then you bring your Miguel Cabreras up, and I think Miggy struck out. So far in his career, he struck out 17% of his plate appearances. That's not bad. Mm-mm. Especially for a, a guy that hits like him. 
I hope we get a season this year, and I hope he's healthy. He needs 23 home runs to get to five. He was ready. For, he was ready for this year. I mean, I, I got lucky enough to go see him in spring training. He looked every bit ready, and who knows what he looks like now and what any of these guys look like now. It's hard to stay in shape, okay, mentally so, especially. So we've talked about Rose um, getting into the Hall of Fame. And I've been vehemently opposed to it. Uh, you know, it might be my uh, religious upbringing and not uh, being taught that gambling was terrible and all this stuff. However, I think I've come around. When I look at his numbers, to have hit 4,200, had 4,256 hits, batting champion three times, uh, Hit leader seven times in his career. Four times led the league in runs scored. On-base percentage leader twice in his in his career. Led in doubles five times. Are his ops there? On-base and slugging? Uh, yeah, on-base percentage 375. And slugging? 409. Okay, so just, just under, under 800. 800. Not bad. And the reason he he wasn't a, wasn't a power hitter, right? Wasn't a guy who was he was a guy who's going to get on base for you. Sure, he was a guy that's going to score runs for you. He scored twenty one hundred and sixty five runs in his career. Uh, this is a guy that belongs in the hall. Yeah, it's absolutely. Time. Batted over three hundred, uh, and and today a guy who bats three hundred is a rarity. You know we've got. Miguel Cabrera, three fifteen, I think, so far in his career. Uh, but you know, we can go back a long way. Go back to the era of Ruth and Cobb. A lot of guys batted over four hundred, but it makes you wonder what the defense was like in those days. Certainly, the equipment's better. Yeah. Right. If you're playing with that little bitty, whatever glove. they had for a glove. <laughs> yeah. It looked not, like a mitten. Yeah, you're not going to make as many great plays on a, on a hard hit ball. So a lot of those things, I think, became hits that were today would have been outs or errors. So uh, I don't think you can compare, compare that era to today. So so you're ready to put him in, and, and how about the steroid guys? Yeah, I don't know. Why not? Yeah, well, tell me why. Because it's just time to – it's just time, man. And I, I, there's no one that disliked the guy more than I disliked Barry Bonds. Even I've softened on. All right, the guy made some. The guy made a mistake. He probably, he. We all know he didn't need the steroids to be the hitter he was. He definitely needed the steroids to hit those home runs like he did. To me, Henry Aaron is still. I have a hard time ever saying that Hank Aaron is not number one and Babe Ruth <laughs> number two. And I know he's been passed a couple of times. Well, you know when when you talk about war. Wins above replacement. The top four guys in the Hall of Fame are in this order. Babe Ruth, 162. Woo. We got we got guys in the Hall of Fame that have a 40 I or know. lower ER. Mazeroski. Uh, war. Mazeroski. Well, there are others. Uh, I, uh, but uh, Mays, uh, 156. Henry Aaron's got to be there. Uh, yeah, Aaron, 143. Cobb, 151. Now, the guys... That are more of the more modern era, Mays and Aaron. 
those are two guys that really impressed me. I never saw Babe Ruth play. No, of course not. You see these movies, and he looks like he's chubby and whatever. Do you know why the Yankees wore pinstripes? To make him look thinner? Yeah, that's a fact. Does it work? Supposedly, <laughs> as long as they're going vertically and not horizontally. I would have to get me some pit stripes. Oh, there. you don't need them, man. I played on a team uh, uh, that was the Yankees yeah. in our in our league, and I got some pinstripe pants, and I just couldn't stand them. I, I went back to wearing white or gray. Yeah, I know. I just didn't like them. You're not a flashy stripes. guy. Well, flashy, I don't know. There's just something about it. I didn't didn't. It didn't work for me. They look right on like guys like Derek Jeter. Oh, my goodness. Jeter, fantastic player. There's no Phenomenal. doubt about it. Jeter, like I said, 3,465 hits. Anybody who gets 3,000 hits in a career, I don't care how many years you play. How about he led off his career with a home run, and he ended his career with a game-winning RBI? It's a Cinderella Walk story, off. isn't it? Isn't it? It's unbelievable. And he, he's got Michigan roots here, right? Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo and Jersey. That's me. I'm, I'm Jersey, Michigan. Yeah, well. He was Jersey, Michigan. What did uh, who was the guy that was on Saturday Night Live? That, Joe Piscopo. Piscopo. Hey, I'm from Jersey. <laughs> I'm Jersey. And he'd say, "Yeah, he said, well, I'm from Jersey." He said, "What exit? Sixteen yeah. E. Sixteen E for 16E. you. All right, man. Eighteen W for the Yankees because that's right where George Washington Bridge is. Go right over, and that's where the Yankee Stadium is. Well, I got to go to a game with uh, with my wife and son the the last season for Yankee the Sweet. old Yankee Stadium. Sweet. And it was something really cool. We got on the A train up uh-huh. in Washington Heights. That's way up there. And took it to somewhere. Yeah. Because I had a friend with us who told us how to do this. And took another train to the Bronx. And she didn't even, the gal was with us, didn't even know how to get over there because she's not a baseball fan. But people... And, and you know you hear how te- how terrible New Yorkers are. The people in the subway, like, oh yeah, get on this train, you'll, yeah. you know, get off. It'll, it'll, it, the signs will be there. Baseball like, fans are just baseball fans. What was really cool was when we got off the subway and walked up the steps. The stadium was like right there. Yeah. It was an it was a time to me that stuck in my mind, just like the fr- first time my dad took me to a game at Tiger Stadium. Where you walked in at the green yeah. field and it was just spectacular. It was something cool. And man, as we walked around the stadium, had to walk around the stadium before we went in to look at it. It was just. It was, Did you go out to Monument Park? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We checked it all out. The Tigers won the game, I think it was 3 nothing. Placido Polanco hit two home runs. Nice. We sat in this loge or mezzanine section, had on our Tiger gear, and you hear, you always hear how about. How nasty New Yorkers are. Maybe we've got a, an attitude here in the Midwest. You do. <laughs> Everybody who sat around us and knew we were from Detroit, they were kind as could be. And, you know, we said, hey, man, we wanted to come see the stadium, see the Tigers play the Yankees. Good for you. And it was it was a wonderful experience. What did you think of Yankee Stadium compared to Tiger Stadium? What'd you like better? A lot of similarities. Different ballparks, though. Really built differently. And you only saw the Yankee Stadium that was rebuilt in 75. Right. You didn't see the original. And they probably were much more similar. Yeah. Uh, To me, uh, you know, I only saw Yankee Stadium that one time. But you like the freeze above the uh, stadium? You know, the the, the white fences, uh, the freeze, they call it? I'm a Tiger Stadium fan. So am I. But... Having being loving baseball, it was time for Tiger Stadium to go. 
I just I remember so. getting stuck in the corridor, whatever you want to call it, yeah. with a couple thousand people elbow to elbow trying to get in or out. It, and was. it was just an uncomfortable thing. You're right. It is. There was nothing better than walking out to your seats and seeing the green grass after being in the concrete jungle. And you're on the field, man. You're like right there. Honestly, I've been to a ton of stadiums in my life, and Tiger Stadium I just absolutely fell in love with. And I knew it from the day I watched that All-Star game in 71. Again, 71 sticks out of my head. That's when I, when I was like born into 70, 71 was my awakening well, years. Speaking of these Hall of Famers, was that the game where Jackson hit the light yeah. tower? Yeah, hit the light tower. Kirk Gowdy with the call. Unbelievable. How – you know, I've I played – uh, I think this happened season before last, maybe last season. We're playing at PAL. It was a night game. Guy probably threw me a pitch that was slower than I thought it was. I ended up pulling the ball, and I hit one down the left field line that one hop the wall, which is at the that's same. That's great. Well, that's a long ball yeah, to me. Yeah, it right? is. That That's a poke for me. I can't imagine hitting a ball. Up there. So it's 325 down the line. That wasn't down the line. So let's say to the fence it was 365. Easy. And then you're going to clear the fence by another 250 feet. It's a 500-foot poke. If that ball didn't hit the light tower, it would have been two two streets past Michigan and Trumbull. Unbelievable. And the most Hall of Famers ever to play in one game was that game. Well, my complaint about 1961. Why 61? Because that's the year when Maris hit 61. Okay. There's a guy who played for the Tigers who hit the – was the batting champ that year, hit four over that roof. Greenberg? No. Norm Cash. Norm Cash, that's a... And nobody even knows who Norm Cash is outside of this marketplace. I do. Because Maris hit 61 home runs. Yeah. Anyway, so we're talking about statistics. Don't be too bitter. I am. (laughs) So I've changed my mind on Rose. Rose should be in. If you want to put an asterisk, I don't care. Yeah, you're going to tell the story. You want to put an asterisk for Barry Bonds? I don't care. Clemens, Palmero. Oh, what 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 about uh, the guy who's Sosa? No, the Mark McGuire. McGuire. That's what I'm saying. How can I leave him out? And I remember we went to a game when they and they would let you in for batting practice. Oh yeah, and place was packed to watch McGuire take batting practice. Yeah. I was telling you, I was on the PA that day, one of those games when St. Louis came to Comerica, and I, I filled in for Bob Virgil's. I did a few games that year, and that was one of them. It was a thrill. Oh, my goodness. Thrill. How cool is that? It was. I don't even think Bob Virgil's was the voice yet. It was. I forgot who I subbed for. It doesn't matter. It was well, fun. I, I told you, and we mentioned this before, but i, I got to mention this. The, I was at, at one point in my life, I was pastor of a church. So I'm, I'm doing the first, I'm a kid. I'm doing my first funeral ever. It's at Verheiden Funeral Home in in the Shores in Gross Point, <laughs> and uh, I have several memories of that. But the coolest part of this thing 
is there's a guy playing the organ, and it's very somber and nice. And I, I met him just before the service. Does he break into a do-do-do-do-do-do? He should have, yeah, because he, he was the organist at the time and had been for years for the Detroit Tigers. His last name was Wolf. I was in awe. This is a guy. He works for the Tigers. He wow. plays the organ at Tiger Stadium. Did you ask him? Did you bend his ear on all the stories? I didn't have time. You didn't? And then, uh, you know, the, the afterwards you have to go out to the gravesite and stuff. And, and anyway. Seventh inning stretch out there? <laughs> <laughs> well, he just he just played at the funeral. You listen to baseball mainly. Jess Monticello, Tom Mazzoui. I want to give you some of these players that aren't in the Hall of Fame and give me a yay or nay. Well, we might have to do this on the next episode. Wow. We're done? Yeah, well, we, I take, check this on the next episode because we got some Hall of Fame talk on that episode. And we have a guest coming up. Yeah, a very special guest, an 84 Detroit Tiger. Looking forward to talking to him. Stick around. Jess Monticello, Tom Mazaway. Thank you, David and Angel in the booth. For Jess Monticello and Tom, this is uh, baseball mainly saying, let's play two.